The following podcast is sponsored by you. If you'd like to donate to help us continue providing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there, please use the link in the show notes for this episode. Proceeds from your donations will be used to pay for hosting fees, which are the most expensive ongoing part of providing this show. Thank you in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. In this special off-season edition, host George Templeton reviews what's been happening since the last time the Rams hit the court. And now, here's George. All right, Rams Rewind is back. We are taking a break from the moment from our uh, series on new players to finally, now that my computer is well and wow. Hurricane Ian bears down on me and everybody else in Southwest Florida do a brief little bit about the VCU schedule for this year because finally it was completed. We had one hole left. It was December 11th. That hole's been filled, so we're going to go through it in its entirety. And there have been a lot of years where I would be pretty pretty unsatisfied with this non-conference schedule. Um, you know, because like, I mean, we got surprised last year. It looked Decent on paper, and we had the battle for Atlantis, but it turned out we had a lot of games around that, that weren't in the battle for Atlantis that ended up being pretty good games. I don't know if that's going to be the case this time. We start with Manhattan and Morgan State. Manhattan was a middle-of-the-pack team in the Metro Atlantic last year. Morgan State could be a contender in the MEAC, although, again, in, the, in terms of the tiers of the MEAC, Norfolk State's kind of in a class by itself. And everybody else is kind of fighting for second there. Uh, we'll we'll be saying similar about the game in December 11th that finally filled uh, finally filled the schedule out. And then what could be the heaviest lifting in this schedule will be done in the next in the next five games, uh, five six games, because then it's the Legends Classic in Brooklyn, Arizona State, who really struggled last year. This is a big year for Danny Hurley. Uh, excuse me for. Um, Bobby Hurley out there. He needs a really good season, or I think he might be out of a job out there at Arizona State. Uh, so they open up with them November 16th. That's the Wednesday night. That's the late game. And then uh, Thursday they get Michigan or Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you know, they got former VCU coach Jeff Capel, so that would be kind of interesting if they got to play them. They've been kind of slumming in the bottom third of the ACC for a few years. Jeff Capel, somebody who needs to have a really good year as well, I think, if he wants to, if he wants to continue on as the coach there, they need to at least get into the middle of the pack of the conference. You know, maybe that's a good win, maybe it isn't. Michigan, of course, would be the big one if we could get Michigan, because you know we got the two Michigan transfers. Michigan was a Sweet Sixteen team last year. If you heard our podcast with Kellen Voss, you know that again, Michigan's going to be kind of similar to last year. They may be a team that's kind of on the bubble. And it could fall. They could fall either side of the bubble. So they may very well be like VCU, depending on how this season goes. So the Michigan game could actually be a very big game if VCU's on the bubble, fighting for a bid when we get to the end of the season. Then we get Memphis on the road. Memphis is banned from postseason play uh, for this coming season, but the but the uh, the other the other. Um, uh, punishments were not nearly as severe as what people thought. Penny Hardaway, for example, is not going to be suspended or booted out or fired. 
So even though Memphis is, you know, not going to be an NCAA tournament team this year, they may still actually be a pretty good team, and that's they may end up being a good win if they can get it at Memphis. Then they get Kennesaw State, which you expect them to win. Kennesaw State hasn't been too good in the A-Sun in basketball. Then Vanderbilt at home. We get the return game with Vanderbilt. We rode that roller coaster last year, hoping it would be a quad one win. Uh, Vanderbilt hasn't done great under Jerry Stackhouse. They really they're like they're like Pitt and Arizona State. They need to show some improvement and get into the middle of that league. Then we got the game at Temple, which is kind of sneaky because you know Temple's Temple's been decent in the American Conference here and there, and it is a road game up in Philadelphia. You know we don't play a lot of true road games in this non-conference slate, which I'm not thrilled about. Uh, we only played two, and that's one of them. So I'm not thrilled about that, and I wish we were playing a third, a third one, or even a fourth one. But who knows? You know, Temple. If 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 Temple could turn out to be at least somewhat of a contender in that conference, uh, you know that that might be that might be that might be something that that ends up benefiting us. I mean, again, we're going to need some of these teams to surprise. That's what we're going to need. We're going to need some of these teams that we that that we've got on this schedule to uh, to surprise us, uh, surprise us, and and finish well and do better than what we're thinking. And if we can get that, then maybe this is going to be okay. Um, you know that that's that's going to be the issue. I, I think that really is going to be the issue. Uh, for this thing is is I mean how much are we really going to get out of some of these games that we've got and, and that's what I don't know. I mean Temple were decent last year, seventeen and twelve, ten and seven in that conference. You know, so I mean they could be the they they could be at least hanging around that second tier of the league behind Houston. Uh, so I mean that, but that's what we're going to need. We're going to need you know like what we saw last year with St. Peter's and and and. Jacksonville State and some of those others. We're going to need those teams to kind of surprise us and do well. Uh, Jacksonville is a contender in that conference. Howard, that was the last game, December 11th. You know, they were nine. They, they had a really good finish in the MEAC last year. They're, they're one of those teams that's going to be challenging Norfolk State. Radford, Northern Illinois, Navy, all of those need to be teams. So one, of the, one or two of those teams are going to have to jump up and do really well in the in – the, uh, Conference and surprise their conferences and surprise some people to help us. The only good thing about that is the A10 is probably the strongest it's been since the days of Xavier and Butler being in the league because you've got Dayton, who in my opinion is a top twenty-five team. You've got Davidson, who even with Bob McKillop leaving, is certainly a threat to go to the tournament. You know they're the defending regular season conference champs. Uh, you've got St. Louis, who looks like an NCAA tournament team. So for me, there's there's no question that the, that the, that the A10 is going to get two or at least three teams in, and that's before we talk about Loyola of Chicago, who's joining the league this year and will give it a real boost, and VCU, who's at least was you know in the conversation last year until things went south at the end of the season. So that's the non-conference schedule. Let's get to the conference schedule, and thankfully, we get what on paper is a bit of a soft opening. LaSalle at home, New Year's Eve. Uh, they've had they've had all kinds of roster turnover. They had trouble finding a coach, and Fran Dunphy came out of retirement to coach them. 
The one thing that would scare me about LaSalle is the fact that Fran Duffy is coaching him because that guy knows how to get a lot out of a little. And for me, you know, it may end up being that it's good that we play LaSalle early in the conference schedule because by the end of the conference schedule, they might actually be a pretty pesky team. Then it's at Duquesne, really struggled last year. If they if they can just not have the terrible injuries and roster turnover they've had, that's a team that could bounce back under Keith Danbrot. That could be a tough game, but I, I would expect VCU to start 2-0, and and then we hit – the, we hit our first really hard stretch. Davidson at home, that's January 7th, at Loyola of Chicago. So we get the, that's our first trip out there to play them. At Dayton, you know, that's a tough back-to-back. And then UMass at home and then at Richmond rivalry game. So that is – that in January is going to be the first – this is going to be the big – the second really big testing ground. If the Legends Classic is number one – January, that part of January is number two, and and we're going to really find out some things because again, you know, you look at you look at that schedule. There's every chance that Davidson at home, Loyola Chicago on the road, Dayton on the road, they could all be quad one games potentially, especially if Davidson can be can can even improve at getting you know keeping most of their players that they kept, even even with uh, Bob McKillop not there. And then you get UMass, which again you'd expect that to be a game you should win. UMass has a new coach. I think I think that's where Archie Miller went. Now that I think about it, uh, let me look that up real quick. But UMass has a new coach, so they're 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 going to be in a bit of a transition as well. But but let's remember something. You know, those those have been the kind of games that in the past have jumped up. And kind of bitten us right on the right, right on the tail feather. And again, it's going to be oh, it's Frank Martin, excuse me, that's there. I think I, oh, that's right, Archie Miller's at Rhode Island. Uh, so Frank Martin's there. So again, they've got a really good coach. You know, depending on how quickly he can get them together, they might that might even be a pretty tough game. And it's and it's it's going to be the it's going to be the first home game after the back to back tough road games. There is a chance for a letdown there, especially because. Friday night of that week, January 20th, we're at Richmond. We know what kind of a game that is. Even if Richmond are completely rebuilding, it's still a rivalry. They beat us in the tournament last year. We were fortunate to win the game at the Robin Center last year. You'd hope we'd be ready for that. George Mason, St. Bonaventure at home. George Mason's continuing to build. Uh, that's been a bugaboo game for us at the Siegel Center. We all know that. St. Bonaventure is completely rebuilding. And then we get stretch number two that's really tough. And this is the last day of January into the middle of February. At Davidson, 100% that's going to be a quad one game. St. Louis on the road, 100% that's going to be a quad one game. And by the way, a lot of Friday night games. So VCU's bugaboo on Friday nights on ESPN – then uh, and or, or any TV period, whatever it is, I think all these Friday night games are on ESPN too. As a matter of fact, these um, you better get over that real fast because uh, let's see here, Dayton, Dayton on the road is Friday night on the Deuce. That's January thirteenth. Uh, let's see here, they got uh, and then they've got uh, Richmond is a Friday night. One week later, the twentieth. 
And then uh, St. Louis, two weeks after that, February 3rd is a Friday night. So they this this issue that they've had with, with ESPN2 on Fridays, they got to get over it. And the other Richmond games, a Friday night game on ESPN2 as well. So they got to get over that this year because uh, they got four of them. So again, Davidson on the road, St. Louis on the road, Dayton at home, Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, a lot of Tuesday games too this year as well instead of Wednesday. Uh, and then Rhode Island on the road. So that's four toughies. That's four toughies, three of them on the road. That's the last day of January, then February 3rd, 7th, and 15th. Again, we're really – if we don't know already by then, we're going to know after that. We're going to know what kind of a team we've got. And uh, that that's just and, – and the one good thing about it is you get a stretch like that, then you finish with three or four at home. Fordham – uh, they they actually looked like they were going somewhere with this new coach last year, and then he's all and then he's off to Villanova because Jay Wright retires. So Fordham's kind of back at square one. St. Joseph's, who knows what that team's going to look like? That coach may be on the hot seat and heading for the exit door by the time we play, and we'll see. But it is up on Hawk Hill. That's their last road game of the season. That's the twenty first again. That's a Tuesday. So we'll see. You know, we'll see how we'll see how that is. That should be a game they win, and then. Two big ones to finish up. Richmond at home again Friday night. Siegel Center got to stick it to Richmond after they after they walked all over us in the A10 tournament. I I don't want just two wins over Richmond. I want to beat them badly both times. And then St. Louis at home probably won't be a quad one game. You wouldn't think unless they're really really good. But man, what a monster game it could be. I mean, supposing that VCU has a good season and can keep up with the teams at the top of this league, you're talking about a game that could be deciding who gets a bye, you know, uh, who gets a top four seed or who gets seated where in the top four. It could be a huge game uh, in terms of NCAA tournament implications. I mean, that is massive. Excuse me. That's not the last game. That's the last home game. Actually, we do have one more road game after that. We go to George Washington, another team that's rebuilding with a new coach. As well, and then uh, and then March eighth through twelfth is the A ten in Brooklyn, and since it's in Brooklyn, we might do well because apparently we can't do pretty we can't do well at A ten tournaments that are not, are not in Brooklyn. That's that's kind of a that's kind of getting annoying there. So that 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 it's a it's a very interesting schedule with two two v- very difficult stretches in conference play. Look. If they can finish in the top four this year, and this is this may be why the non-conference schedule what turns out is not as beastly, and and that might be just dumb luck on 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 uh, Jimmy Martelli's and 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 Mike Rhodes's part, or they may have just they may have had an inkling that the A10 was going to be pretty brutal this year. If they can finish top four in the A10 this year, I think an at-large bid is well within their grasp. As long as they can avoid a really bad loss in 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 non-conference play, and that means you don't lose any of your home games in non-conference play, and you at least and maybe you know, and you don't lose the game to Arizona State, and then we'll see what happens, you know. And hopefully, you steal one of those uh, true road games. But if they can do that, if they can have a really good non-conference performance and they can finish in the top four with, say, a 12-6, and 11-7, and 13-5 type record, I think that'll be enough. I think this is the strongest A-10 we've seen in a long time. I think that 
that we've got a lot of good teams at the top. We've got some terrible teams at the bottom, and you can't lose to them. We do have some anchors. You know, you'd expect LaSalle to be down there and GW to be down there and Fordham to be down there. You know, when you get a conference this side, it's, it's size, it's hard not to have some anchors at the bottom. And what you hope is, is that they just, that they're just not as bad as everybody thinks they are. And they're not sitting there in the three hundreds in the net, that kind of thing. But I really do think that if the, if VCU can get a buy, they've been very good at doing in this conference since they've been in it, they've gotten it. Most of the years they've been in it, they've gotten a buy. I really do believe that will be the ticket to an NCAA tournament bid. So that's the challenge for VCU. It's good. It's going to be an interesting season. Uh, we're, 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 we're still working on uh, getting someone to talk to us about David Shriver for the last of our series of new players. And then I've got another thing, a couple of things in my mind to do as we get ready for the season. And look, it's almost here. We're almost to October. We're almost to practice. Look, as I record this, we are one month away from the from the exhibition game against Shippensburg that was just announced. So we're 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 starting to get up and rolling, and it's going to soon be time for college basketball again. And I can't wait. So thank you for listening to Rams Rewind. If you like what you hear and you want to support our podcast, there is a tip jar in uh, on Podbean where you can uh, shoot us a little money if you like, like our good friend Dorinda Lovelace did. Thank you, Dorinda. We really appreciate you. Uh, VCU, good, the bad, and the ugly. That's the uh, Facebook group we're in. And when the season gets rolling, there'll be game threads that are fun to participate in and, and have a good time in and, and be a part of that as well. And of course, on the nights when I'm, I'm not working or I get home from work in time and can watch the game with everybody, that's where the live video goes on while I'm recording Rams Rewind. So thank you all for listening. Have a, have a wonderful, uh, wonderful day or week. Lord willing, Get through this storm. We'll be recording some more very soon, and you'll have some future episodes to listen to. Thanks very much, and have a good day, everyone. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.